Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, amazing competitors, and extraordinary events. I'm Ted. And I'm Kim. Kim. Ted. Hey, how are you? Hey, good. good. It's been a while. It has been a while. So good to see you. It's good to see you too. We're in the vast Rochambeau studios here. It's been a while. But it feels like we're so close still. We are. We are actually physically together today, which it's been a while. See, look. Ow, quit it. She's poking me. That's what I'm saying. We've been doing this thing for five freaking years. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. We did it. I don't, what is five years in like marriage anniversary? Is that like paper or? No idea. We can make it up. Okay. Marble. <laughs> Marbles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Marbles. Marbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 2018 man. is when we started. Here we are in 2023. Yep. And what a world of weirdness <laughs> happened in between. Right. That seems like a long time ago, but so so far we've put together approximately seventy episodes. Really? That's what I think. That feels like more than we actually did, <laughs> but five years is a long time. Yeah. yeah. Good on us. High five. High five. Boom. Boom. So I did some research. I looked through all our episodes. I looked at our stats. Oh, that sounds exciting. Very exciting. And I know people love numbers. No. <laughs> so we're gonna run through no, numbers. Don't. The f- okay. The first number is one. No, we won't talk about the numbers. Um, what- oh, I love you for that, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally thought we were going to talk about it. Thank you. Thank Fooled you. Fooled I did put together a list of what our most popular episodes were. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah. All right. Lay it on me. Okay. So the, the single most downloaded episode, of course, was our first one. Which is the Which, Rochambeau namesake. The, the European Rock, Paper, Scissors Championship. Fantastic. Yep. That's through the roof. Yeah. Which did I, it get worse after that? Yeah, well, it dipped. There's a, there's a dip. <laughs> that doesn't speak well <laughs> it doesn't. No, but it's just a fair dip. Yeah, I got to say, too, like, neither one of us are marketers, right? Yeah, that's true. But before we launched the podcast, we tried so hard. Yeah. We tried so hard. It's the closest I've ever come to being a marketer. And then <laughs> after that, it was just, you marketing people are good. Yeah, like, that thanks. is an exhausting job. Yeah. CastBox did a great job for us. True. Yeah. And one thing I was thinking of the other day is like, we find these little niche sports with these neat little tiny little competitions, and that's who we get. <laughs> the tiny little audience. Okay, now to the fun stuff. Kim, what would you think is the most popular, besides the first one, most popular episode according to the people? The World Championship of Pinball. That would be a good guess. A wrong guess, but a good really? guess. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know, I, the other day I was listening to the radio and I heard Escher. Oh, world talk, champion world now, World champion right? Escher. He got his start with us. So, you know, no, he was great. Good. <laughs> he good was so were, great before he yeah. ever met us. Yeah. However, we did talk to him in 2018. When I was four years old, my dad took me to Chicago for the Pinball Expo. I said, I have like brief memories of it, but I played in the uh, toddlers division. And I took second, and I played with a lot of great players, and that really got me into it, and I loved it. It's one of the uh, like best moments of my life at the time, and I wanted to just do more, and that kind of snowballed into me going to as many tournaments as I can these days. Still sounds cool. He's still like stoked on And now he's football. a world champion. Yeah, How is his father? Because I remember that he introduced himself as Escher's dad. He's still Escher's dad. Okay. <laughs> totally Shoot. Escher's dad. That was, that was worrisome. <laughs> yeah. So that, you were wrong, but that was a good guess. Okay. We'll give you one more and then I'll tell I you I get that. another guess? Yeah. Kinetic sculpture racing. No. Really? No. 
close though. I feel like We're I not used even... to look at these stats all the time, <laughs> but genuinely I probably haven't in three years. All right, what you got? What was it? The World Mountain Boarding Championship. Shut yeah. it down. I know. Ten, that's you. I know. Yeah, and you think I would, it was rigged, but it's not rigged. I get it. Boom. I get it. Yeah, we released that guy in November of 2018, mm. November 4th. Mm-hmm. And for those who weren't there, this was about the top competitors in the sport. We interviewed some of them. Mountain boarding is like a cross between a snowboard and a mountain bike. It rides like a snowboard, but you ride down dirt trails and you ride mountain bike trails on it. For transportation? No, just for the heck of it. I say that with a question mark like I don't already know. (laughs) I'm such a terrible actor. (laughs) No, No, for joy, right? For joy and to get stoked and to get pitted (laughs) and to send it. Wait, what? (laughs) Those are hip terms that all the shredders know. I don't know those terms. I don't know, doing two full spins in the air, what do we call 720s? We got rodeo sessions, frontside rodeo 360s. We got roast beef, chicken salad, truck driver, fish, <laughs> nose grabs, right? Back cycle five, double backflip, one footer, double front flip, and a double backside cork 1080. Like when you put it down full wheel, super smooth, yeah, it feels great. It's pretty mellow. People don't get hurt all that often. So there's also some things happening this year for the mountain boarding world. There's the US. US Open of mountain boarding in Cedar Ledge, Pennsylvania. Are you going to go? I am going to go. It's Fabulous. J- July 22nd and 23rd. I've been there before. It's a crazy track. It scared me then, and it's <laughs> going to even more scare me now. <laughs> They're having a Ford Across event, which is kind of like downhill racing, freestyle event, which is doing tricks off a of jump, flips, and spins, and whatnot, and the King of the Orchard time trial, which I have no idea what that is. Are you going to enter all of these? I don't know if I'm going to enter any of them. I'm just, <laughs> just going to go have a drink. I'm going to okay. go, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you're in Pennsylvania in July and you want to try mountain boarding, good luck. See you there. Okay. Number two on our great list. Who do you think our number two? All right. So we have silver medalist of we five had years. Rock, paper, scissors, pretty much at the front, but not really. Yeah. First episode, mountain boarding. Were any of my previous guesses correct? No. Dang it. But those are good guesses, Cam. Those All are- right. What about what about gingerbread house building? <sighs> Close, but no. Um, what is it? Robot battles. That was at Dragon Con. That was at Dragon Con. We covered that live event of robots battling each other, of our robot overlords battling each other for our pleasure. <laughs> right, which is never going to come back to us. No, no, they'll be fine with that. We trust you, AI robot overlords. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I know there are those kind of events, robot battles around you. So look into your local... Ask your local robot where to go fight with them or something like that. Or just, if you're bored, just grab a couple Roombas and put them in a room, see what happens. Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> and if you get your cat on top of your Roomba, Ooh. please send us a right. video. That'd be like an emo mosh pit. Like they're not going to hit each other. They're just going to be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The third most popular episode. We're not going to run through all of them. Okay. Because <laughs> all 50 <laughs> to 70 of them would take a while. That'd be really good. <laughs> That'd be rude. But so I still haven't named it. You still haven't named it. Oh my gosh! What's the hint? What has two legs, wiggles, and is delicious? Wiggles makes me think of worms, mm, yeah. but I don't know what two legs means. Oh, when we did okay, so there was a point in Rochambeau where we were like, "Hey, let's try storytelling," and we ended up not interviewing people, but instead telling each other stories. So mm-hmm. there was an episode that was about worm charming. Uh-huh. And 
two-legged something. What was it? Horses. Oh, people. People. <laughs> That's right. People, people riding doing, like, yeah, what doing, do you call them? Like horse corsage and the, all the horse tricks and the trotting and all that good stuff. Fabulous. That was um, number three. That was number three. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we have a lot of love in the two, two-legged two horse camp. Yeah. Oh, and the middle one was the um, was the small foods. That was Baltimore's annual celebration of tiny edibles at the American Visionary Art Museum. That's on my bucket list now, yeah, by the way. I would like to go to that. My name is Autumn Bro. I am one of the small foods organizers. The competition is so stiff, and people bring their game. People bring... Teams of 12 people work together. People plan for months. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of insane, uh, the level that the competitors have reached. And small foods, again, could be anything from a tiny uh, pulled pork sandwich, which is a very simple execution. It was just so delicious at one. Two, we had several years ago, a group of people got together and made an assembly line of tiny meals served in red paper cartons um, with a little tiny soda on the side, complete with a, a lid and tiny straw and they called them crappy meals. We have um, a woman who every single year she totally just brings it. Uh, She's done a complete French bakery in miniature. Mind you, she baked all the breads herself. um, Formed the croissants herself. Um, She last year did an incredible tableau of um, tiny gingerbread houses, but she designed a scene for them, a snowy scene uh, in which they sat um, and that was her display on the table. So cool. The Worm Charming, for those who do not know, that takes place in southern England at the Black Autumn International Festival of Worm Charming. It's the art of banging, stomping, singing, whatever, to get the worms to come up to meet you. Yeah, but there was something much grosser that people did that was very successful, wasn't there? What was that? You don't remember? I don't remember. Peeing. Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) Some of the competitors peed on the ground and the worms Uh... were like, oh, yummy. Uh, I bet. <laughs> All right. So what what theme do you think maybe was the second most popular? Is it weird that I'm going to say pinball again? No, <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> Dang it. Santa Claus. Oh. We had the Santas surfing in Cocoa Beach, right? My name is George Trossett. I'm born and raised in central Brevard County, Rockledge, Florida, Cocoa Beach, Florida, wherever you want to say. <laughs> And um, surfing Santas for the longest time was the best kept secret in Cocoa Beach. However, um, if you had been to surfing Santas and you knew about it, then you'd whisper, you going to surfing Santas? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to surfing Santas. You going? Yeah, I'll be there. The next year we had 84 Santas. I knew about half of them. Then it was 150, 225, 300. Last year we had 837 surfing oh Santas and 10,000 people on the beach came to watch it. Our very first year, my three-year-old grandson was our only spectator. And now we have 10,000 people come to see. The, it's just the, it's the most fun day you can have on the beach. Forget the silly costumes. Forget the surfers dressed as Santa going surfing. Forget the Hawaiian dancers. Forget the Aquanuts playing on the stage. The energy is what it's all about. And the energy is amazing. That was so much fun. And then we had the World Series of Santa Claus in Switzerland. 
Which is super cool. Um, and the last one of these little grouping together. You can probably guess this one. Is it pinball? No, it's not pinball. Stone skipping and skimming. All right. We... Explain what the difference is between skipping and skimming. So skipping is competing for the number of skips. Mm-hmm. You know, you got 20, 30 skips. Skimming is seeing how far you can skim the stone across the water. And this is another competition that Ted is very good at. Which one are you better at? I don't know. I'm I'm pretty much excellent at both. Oh, okay. it's, it's hard really to choose. <laughs> My excellence is so... Gosh, mighty. I missed you. <laughs> and that's it for our top episodes in the past five years. That was so much fun. I know. A little walk like a down little memory lane. dance down memory lane. I loved it. Your guessing was not on point this time. Maybe, no, maybe in another terrible. five years you'll do great. All right. I'll try harder okay. next time. So we live in Atlanta, Georgia. And believe it or not, there is a restaurant that opened up in our hometown called Rochambeau. Rochambeau. (laughs) Holy moly. So when we found this out, we had to learn everything about it. And my husband and I went to the restaurant to check it out. We didn't, you know, tell them who we were or like they would care or anything like that. But we did go there to have dinner and right. Ted, the whole place. It's just a lovely, lovely restaurant. It's in Peachtree Battle, if you know the Atlanta area. And they call themselves the Diner's Diner, which is really cute. Ah. So the whole idea is that they serve diner food, not 24 hours a day. Is it more Rochambeau, the French guy? It's not, okay. which is fantastic. But I had to find out right. why, right? So gotcha. first of all, it's not spelt like the French guy. It's spelt like us, okay. right? And so Sean and I went and had some dinner. And when the check came, we put one of our, you and I's ah. Rochambeau buttons <laughs> oh, <very nice. laughs> in with our credit card. <laughs> and so after the server took our credit card and came back, she was like, what's going Oh my gosh, she was so sweet and so excited. And she brought the manager over and they were all just like, I don't understand. Did you start a podcast about our restaurant? (laughs) We're like, no, this is just the most bizarre coincidence in the world. So after that experience, I called Chef Chris Hall, who is one of the founding partners of the restaurant. And he and I had a quick chat about why he named his restaurant Rochambeau. Oh, very cool. I do love the phonetics of it and love the etymology of it. But really, um, one of my pet peeves is watching people argue over who's going to pay the bill or trying to decide what to have for dinner. You know, they're like, well, I can't choose between this and this. And I'm sort of like, well, I can't choose for you. I can tell you what I like better, but our palates are different. So... You know, I'm not really sure how I can help you. So this is a kind of, I guess, an easy way to alleviate that burden on me. Wait, did he make people Rochambeau for it? He actually did. That's awesome. He actually did. Have I you ever done that? Like for, for the check or the For, for the food? check or, or to try to... I mean, it is one of the greatest decision-making yeah, tools yeah. in existence. So probably... I've done it for checks, I'm sure, but not for what to order. Yeah. Usually I decide on something and then when they ask me, I change it. Yeah, I do the panic order <laughs> yeah, all the time, it's too. Wonderful. 
I'm not a, I'm not a regretter of orders. I just, I go with it. I'm like, okay. All right. So I asked Chef Hall how Rochambeau got in his brain, right? To right, begin right. with, like a lot of people love rock, paper, scissors, but as you and I have found out, right. not everyone knows it no, as Rochambeau. So I thought maybe like, did you grow up in a family that called it Rochambeau when you played rock, paper, scissors? Right. I'm not really sure how I learned it, but I think it was a probably a project in college um, in a history class or something like that. And uh, then became um, intrigued by, you know, origins and it definitely, you know, wasn't the French general. Um, and so it's, uh, it's just something that I, I've had this in my back pocket for a while as far as a name for a restaurant and it never fit the concept that we wanted to do and it fits what we did there. So I was super thrilled to be able to, to uh, put that out into the world. So when we did our very first episode about the European Championship of Rock, Paper, Scissors, right. a.k.a. Rochambeau, Rochambeau, we did a little bit of investigation to figure out, like, where did Rock, Paper, Scissors come from? And Ted, what did we learn? Well, one thing, I, if I recall correctly, the first mention of it dates back to the Chinese Han Dynasty around 206 B.C. That's just off the top of my head. When we were at the restaurant at our table, we were so tickled to find a pad of Rochambeau oh, scorecards, like a what? lovely little grid that you could play over and over again and Love track it. who won. So much fun. So I asked uh, Chris Hall, Chef Chris Hall, why he included that at the restaurant. It's one of those things when we were kids, we didn't have devices, right? So whether it was the license plate game when you're on a road trip or playing Rochambeau with my brother and sister, we had to amuse ourselves. And so I wanted to have a scorecard where kids could kind of um, do their own thing and, and keep score and see who's winning. It's been cool to find that people are actually using the scorecards and there have been some pretty competitive games of Rochambeau. There's also many interpretations of the rules, which I am not a huge fan of, to be honest with you. So the Big Bang Theory, they even expanded it further to have the Lizard-Spock expansion. What are Rock, they? paper, scissors, lizard, lizard and Spock. Spock. Wow. Scissors cuts paper. Paper covers rock. Rock crushes lizard. Ooh. Lizard poisons Spock. Spock smashes scissors. Scissors decapitate lizard. Lizard eats paper. <laughs> paper disproves Spock. Spock vaporizes rock. That is not the same game. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> we appreciate the creativity, yeah. but I got to say, I think Ted and I both yeah. land on the side of Chef Hall. We are purists pure. at heart. So when, I, when we did our episode previously, we did a... Um, survey of the most popular throws mm -hmm. um, from our people that we did and <laughs> as it would turn out rock one by one throw right so there's no go-to first throw i feel like though even though it was only one throw that rock won by yeah i feel like rock is common and and chef chris hall agrees oh yeah i am firmly rock yeah First throw all the time, like like not very subtle. There's a little bit of Sisyphus involving the rock as well, right? Like pushing it up the hill. Um, so I'm definitely rock. Yeah. Ted, yeah. what are you? I wing it. I'm you a, wing I'm a it. That's the only, I learned. You're not claiming anything. The only way to wing. The only way to win is to clear your mind and just throw it. What about your first throw? 
Well, if you're lazy, you throw rock. Because, <laughs> Why lazy? Well, because your hands are already in the rock position. <laughs> so if you forget to do anything, you throw rock. Right. So then, you know, if you know that, if you're aware that people are going to do that, you throw a paper. But if you know that, that too, then you throw scissors to beat the paper. But then the people who just threw the rock beat you. So Right. Yeah. So. Right. So I think one day in the hypothetical future, I get to go to Rochambeau Restaurant again. Yeah. And maybe I get to play with Chef Hall. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to throw... Beep. Right? Yeah, it just totally makes throw sense. That. It makes tons of sense. It makes sense. Chef Hall also mentioned that when he's interviewing people, he likes to ask them that question as well. In interviewing staff, when we were interviewing staff and still still do when it comes up, one of the questions I always ask is, you know, are you rock, paper, or scissors? And I ask him to explain that answer. And it's interesting to ask people that, how they apply that to their personality. All right. So we know that you're going to wing your first throw. Yeah. But do you apply any of them to your personality? <laughs> Ooh. Now, my personality is winging it. If you know me, you'd be like, oh, yeah. kind of Sounds go, like maybe you're more of a Spock. <laughs> or a lizard. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chef Chris Hall, for taking the time to chat with us. As you know, we are so tickled that you are in Atlanta. The restaurant is absolutely wonderful, oh. delicious. Oh, wow. It's charming. That's awesome. It's absolutely charming. Well, I need to go to Rochambeau and get out. Yes, sounds, we should go incredible. together. Let's do it. So before we wrap up, I want to ask you what your favorite episodes are, Kim. I feel like I've said it like five times already. Pinball? <laughs> yes. All right. I guessed it right. <laughs> I love that episode so much, not yeah. just because I do love pinball so much. It yeah. is one of my favorite pastimes. But I feel like the level of passion that those yeah. people brought to that story was very hard to beat. And the whole community was really open to us. We talked to some of the biggest names. The people really made this all magical and the people we talked to. One of my favorite people today is the Gingerbread House competition lady. The grand prize is $5,000, a all-expense weekend on our exclusive club floor access to our $50 million spa, and of course, all the dining you can imagine. More. I'm on the prices right. Wait a minute. I can do it. Wait, there's more. Tracy Johnston Crum. She's ready for her next job as a game show host. Right. Um, so people ask me when I tell about the podcast, what's the weirdest one we covered? Oh, what do you think the weirdest one is? I feel like that's subjective. It is subjective, but I always tell them wife carrying. So wife carrying goes back to when they used to steal wives and run away with them. For realsies. Um, for realsies. In Finland, right? Yep. Yep. So this competition is carrying your wife or spouse or a man carrying a woman generally um, around this obstacle course without dropping them, hopefully, if you want to stay married. And, you know, they do it over in Finland. There's a big one in Maine that we covered. Um, and it's actually pretty, you have to be pretty fit to do it. Yeah. And the way they carry them is kind of not what you would think. <laughs> When they say, saddle up. Saddle up. We just saddled up. I bend over, get my head in between her legs. She is behind me. And her legs are wrapped around his neck. I am upside down. And both of my hands are actually grabbing a hold of my own thighs. I am a human backpack. The wife's head is facing the male's butt. Down around my rear end, so I make sure to not have beans or anything. Before. <laughs> Before we go, I do want to give some love and a shout out to Ricochet, 
who was the star of our surfing dog episode who passed oh, away recently. Oh, we lost Ricochet, didn't yeah, we? she was a sweetheart. She was big in the dog surfing world. She gave a lot back and she brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. So rest in peace, Ricochet. Thank you so much for enjoying Rochambeau and crazy competitions as much as we do. We want to thank Cadillac Jones for the music for this episode and all our episodes. They're awesome. If you get a chance to see them, go check them out. Kim, it's been great to see you again. It's been great to see you too. Let's go play some ping pong. Okay, sounds good. Till next time, people. Goodbye. (laughs) 